When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the first time since 2018, we are here in Eugene, Oregon. The Ducks and Bruins will square off for the 72nd time in series history. But for the very first time as top 10 foes, Oregon has won 22 straight home games, but UCLA looking to upend this Ducks dynasty and pick up its first win in Eugene since 2004. What crowd we got on this Friday? Oh, go Cougs. There we go. Go blue. All right. All right. We everywhere, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into College Football Live. He's Desmond Howard. He's David Pollock, and I am Jed Latta. Oregon got a big test out of the way early on, taking on that Georgia team in week one, and as you know, it did not go well. 49 to 3, the final. That's one of those things you'd like to forget about with our <laughs> Oregon. But since then, guys, look at that right there. 5 and 0. And they seem to be firing on all cylinders offensively. David, what is the biggest difference between week one Oregon and Oregon since? They weren't playing Georgia. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty simple, right, Dan? Like, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the best win in that span is Washington State, and it was a shootout, and they, they came back, actually, to win that game. But I think we, we still need more. We still need to see more. But Bo Nix has played well. That's, yeah. that's a difference. Yeah, yeah. He's ran the football really well. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to wait and see and find out if Oregon really is truly at, coming out of the water, you, a new you, man. You mentioned the Washington State game. Yeah. And I remember watching that game and thinking, okay, this is over. Oregon's about to lose. And I think they scored like three touchdowns in like three minutes. It was crazy. Yeah. And I think at that point, you saw the character and the resilience of this team, and they started to believe. Because once you know, David, when you have a first-year head coach, it's kind of hard to get everybody to buy into what you're selling. But I think at that point, everyone started to really buy into Dan Lanning and his coaching staff and what they they, they have been selling, and it just took off from there, man. That was a great win for the program. That was a hard win. I picked Washington State as my super dog that way. Oh, man. That was a tough day That one stuff. Tough but day, though. I'll tell you what, that day, BYU man. game when they bounced back, too, and they they, they took BYU behind the wood. I mean, they spanked yeah, BYU. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They massacred BYU them. ain't been the same since. No, <laughs> so they've shown some resiliency this season. Caesar Sportsbook has the over-under in this game set at 70, and that might not be enough for these two offenses. The Ducks rank in the top 10 nationally in points and yards, while UCLA ranks in the top 10 nationally in yards per play and converting on third downs. Both are averaging more than 40 points per game and more than 500 yards per game. So it sounds like defense might be the difference in this one. David, which defense is going to make at least one play more than the opponent on Saturday? I don't expect a lot of defense, period, in this game. I, I, just, <laughs> I just don't. I think the over-under is that high for a reason. But when you look at UCLA, they've made plays when they've needed to against against Utah. I mean, they were they they they. I didn't say they. I'm not gonna say they dominated Utah, yeah, yeah, but they yeah. beat them pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they made plays against Washington. This defense has come up big. Right. They blitz a lot. They come from all different angles. So I, I would think I, I would take UCLA's defense. I tell you what, it's interesting because that that video came came on with the UCLA game against Washington. That's the game that instantly instantly comes to mind because don't forget. 
going to that game, Michael Penix Jr. was like one of the guys everybody was talking about. He was on fire. And they only, they neutralized him. I mean, they had two interceptions in the first half. They had a tremendous game plan going up into, against Washington. I think that they're going to come up with the same game plan against Oregon. But Bo Nix is on fire, man. I think Bo Nix and his offense there right now, they're one of the hottest offenses in all of college football. So it's going to be interesting. But they got some ball hawks back there for the Bruins. Top two run defenses in the Pac-12, both limiting opponents to under 100 yards per game on mm. the ground. So is this going to be an air raid in the air type of game for both of these offenses, guys? I like your stats. You got some great stats. I know, right? There. Marissa, our I mean, statistician, just, is not with us today. Shout out to just, Marissa. I mean, Always bringing the statting me with yeah. the number one defense and yeah. going to give up 40 points. But, you know, they got the number one rush defense. I'll tell you what. I think, um, I think both ground games are what make both teams go. Right. Like, I think DTR is sensational. I think he's grown up a lot. But the, without the run game, I don't think DTR is DTR. Bo Nix, yeah. running the football is the reason he is here. So, absolutely, it starts with with stopping the ground game. Yeah, offensively, they're, um, they're very similar. Both quarterbacks are dual-threat quarterbacks. They love to run the ball. They want to set up the, the pass with the run, and they want to establish the run. What they're going to do is they're going to try to formation you to death, do different personnel groupings to try to get uh, matchup uh, issues on defense, and, but both of them want to run the ball, and you're going to have to establish the run. You're not going to drop back and just throw the ball on either one of these defenses. You mentioned DTR in this transfer portal era yeah. that we're in. Here's a guy who decided to stay, who yeah. stuck it out, He's had about grown 500 He's grown up, man. Yeah. before this season and all of a sudden, yeah. he's showing, you know, being rewarded for his commitment to exactly. that program. Oregon-UCLA, not the only big matchup on the slate this weekend. There are four other ranked versus ranked matchups, including a big one in the ACC. Undefeated Syracuse heads to undefeated Clemson to take on the fifth-ranked Tigers. That game will be at noon on ABC. And speaking of the Tigers, we take a deeper dive into the Syracuse-Clemson matchup with our Nissan Heisman update. Clemson QB DJ Uwe Ungolale has thrown for 17 touchdowns and just two interceptions this year. He currently has 22 to 1 odds to win the Heisman Trophy. Now, full disclosure, that's not top tier right now <laughs> in Heisman. Hey, he's in there, though. Yeah. This time last there. year, he yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Just nice to be nominated. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Syracuse boasts the top-scoring defense in the ACC. They're limiting opponents to 13 points per game. There's another stat for you from Marissa. <laughs> Des, what will be the key to stopping DJ Uwe Ungalale? Wow, that's a good question because he's um, he's been on fire, especially since the Wake Forest game. I think that's really when Clemson turned their season around and offensively, DJ Uyunglele just took over the offense and he hasn't looked back. He's uh, he's running the ball better. He's making better decisions with the ball in his hands. He's getting the ball out of his hands faster. I think if they're going to affect, they got to bring some pressure. Now he's a big sucker now, about big six boy. foot five, two hundred twenty-five, because he slimmed down a little, little bit from a year ago. But yeah, they're going to have to bring some pressure make him get the ball out of his hands fast quicker and then make him have to make quick reads and then but beware of, of Will Shipley I think Will Shipley is a difference maker is not getting enough credit for what he's done so far with that offense no doubt he's yeah. physical he's I think he's the first guy you think at when you 100%. start thinking about stopping that offense and, and Syracuse I think when you look at this team, the reason they've turned it around is their defense. Their defense is really good. You're playing now in a tough atmosphere. There's your another stat for you. Your defense, best total defense <laughs> in the ACC, baby. Let's go. Turn the ball over, can get pressure.
pressure on the quarterback. They, they do a really good job of bringing pressure from different angles. Make DJ think. Make DJ hold on to the football. Make those zone read meshes a little bit harder. I think this Syracuse defense, they've been great against everybody they've gone against this season. Um, forcing turnovers, extra possessions. So this defense will decide whether they continue to be a team that's not just a broadcasting school. Yeah, yeah. They are a football <laughs> school. 3-3-5. Three, three, Those are some numbers you need to that's remember. That's what you remember. That's the defense that they are running. And DJ Uyunglele has struggled with those three-man fronts. He yeah. doesn't really know where the pressure's coming Absolutely. from. And it seems like that's one of his bugaboos this season. We'll see if that continues against Syracuse this weekend. Let's take a look at today's road test presented by Goodyear. K-State has been playing well this season, but they are facing a tough test when they travel to TCU. Their defense is a top third unit in FBS, but can they slow down Max Duggan and a Horned Frogs offense that ranks top three nationally in a host of categories? David, I'll start with you on this one. Max Duggan has only thrown one pick this season. K-State, meanwhile, leads the Big 12 with nine picks. Who has the advantage in this game? I like, I love me some Kansas State. This week, yeah. this is uh, this okay. Is a, All right. I, I think I think Kansas State. You, you look at the road that yeah. TCU's traveled a lot of tough games in a row. Kansas State, kind of an afterthought now, but they run the football. They create turnovers on defense. No, you're right. They don't turn the football over and beat themselves. So I like this matchup. I like Kansas State this week. I tell you what, but Max. Duggan has been outstanding all season long, ever since he became the starter. You know, as a guy who had to be prepared because he wasn't, you know, tagged the starter at the beginning of the season, nope. but when his opportunity came, he was ready, and he hasn't looked back. Hell of a dual threat running, I mean, quarterback. Well, I watched him outrun Oklahoma's whole secondary, and then we were in Kansas, and this kid came off on, onto the field. Dance was like... Damn, Damn. <laughs> this is a big, fast guy, you know. But he's throwing the ball extremely well. He's not turning the ball over. He runs the offense very efficiently. I like what I'm seeing out of Max Duggan in this offense. The TCU offense. And don't forget, they were down a week ago two seventeen late. 17. Score, exactly. Yeah. And end up coming back. So I like this team. I like what they're made of. I got, I, got, I got one for you. I got one yeah. for you. Ready? Emal. Do you know what that means? No. Every man a wildcat. That's what Kansas State say. That's their little Every rally man a wildcat. You just you'll you'll be saying that after this game. So it's funny Every because I looked at that cat. number over there and I saw the three point five and I was thinking I didn't see a lot of people picking Kansas State, but the three point five. Given where those two Give me teams are ranked right now, Give me it feels, like, five, feels huh? like they might know something that we don't. That's Go what make your money. money. So, so hold on, who's favorite? TCU's favorite. TCU at like, home. Three point five. Three point five. Give me, them uh, give me them points. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, they taste yeah. good. They may have, may have super dog implications. Uh -huh. <laughs> we talked uh -huh. a lot about Max Duggan, but don't forget Adrian Martinez is the quarterback on the other side there, and yeah, he yeah. is leading all quarterbacks in rushing yards. He's a sucker who can run as well. Yeah, he can. Um, yeah. So if they can run the ball, that might be the key to a victory like you were saying right here. They can run the heck out of the football. Yeah, him and Deuce Vaughn. And Gene Wojciechowski did sit down with Adrian Martinez. We will share that conversation on College Game Day tomorrow morning right here. Let's get to Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Head coach Mike Gundy was tight-lipped on his status, telling reporters earlier this week, quote, y'all don't ask me about injuries and we won't have any problems. Okay, coach. Okay. Starting that sounds like a man that has something to hide. Don't ask no questions. I tell no lies. <laughs> if Sanders doesn't play, Gunner Gundy, I don't know if that name sounds familiar to y'all, but uh -huh. Gunner Gundy is the backup there, so maybe he'll see some action in the game. What chance does Oklahoma State have if Sanders is banged up in this one, Des? 
Um, slim and none. I, I don't see them beating Texas without Spencer Sanders. Uh, a year ago, Spencer Sanders was a turnover machine. Like, he just couldn't get it right. This year, he's been able to protect the ball. He's making great plays. And I've talked to other defensive coaches who had to prepare for Oklahoma State. And the one thing they talk about when they mention Spencer Sanders is his maturity, his command of the offense. He seems very calm very poised in the pocket and he's not making the mistakes that he made a year ago I think that's something that the offense relies upon not just his his running ability and his passing ability but his leadership so without Spencer Sanders leadership there's no way they beat Texas yeah no way. I, don't, I don't see it either and especially because a year ago he could have rode with his defense yeah this year isn't the same defense. It's no. not what they had. So I, right. I think that they're going to need Spencer. Just his, his dual threat ability alone is what makes that offense go. So yeah. I, I think it's a tough task anyways. I think Texas is playing really, really well. Oh, yeah. But uh, without Spencer, man, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to call plays. And it did look like he was hindered late in the game, fourth quarter and overtime. It his did. numbers, two of 12, including an interception last week. All right, tomorrow on ABC and ESPN, we have three of the best college football games of the day. Starts with number 14, Syracuse against Number five, Clemson, that's at noon Eastern. Then number 20, Texas, takes on number 11, Oklahoma State. And our Saturday night football matchup is the whiteout game. Number 16, Penn State, hosting Minnesota. Up next on College Football Live, the story of the late Oregon tight end, Spencer Webb, who left an impression on everyone he met, one that will live on in Eugene even after his tragic death this summer. This Heisman update is brought to you by Nissan, premier partner of the Heisman Trophy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tomorrow on College Game Day, Christine Williamson goes one-on-one with Oregon quarterback Bo Nix. I caught up with UCLA's offensive stars DTR and Zach Charbonnet plus former Oregon Duck and current WNBA star Sabrina Ionescu. Oh, they love her here. She's our celebrity guest picker. 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on ESPN. Well, the Oregon football team's success this season is even more impressive when you consider that they are still dealing with the loss of one of their own. Spencer Webb was expected to be the Ducks' starting tight end, and in addition to his potential on the field, everyone had good things to say about him. They said he made you feel right at home when you stepped on campus. He was warm, he was welcoming, just always spreading positivity, likely because he had been through his share of the opposite. The script is your life. And it's your dreams. I have always had one dream playing college football. For a touchdown! Spencer Webb went up and got it! My brother saw the script when I was six years old, making me train at my grandma's house. But, I mean, I made it. Like, that's the script. For Spencer Webb, the script started in Dixon, California, a small town just outside of Sacramento. 
early on, home life with his parents was chaotic and challenging. It was as bad as it gets. Drugs, alcohol, selfishness, issues. Abandoned by his mom and dad by the age of four, Spencer was taken in by his aunt. His half-brother Cody, 15 years older and in college at the time, would assist when he could. I think the dynamics of that home were always challenging. Spencer's just a strong personality, and maybe the abandonment, he needs the attention. In 2013, with Spencer's grades in a free fall, Cody decided to move the 13-year-old to Sacramento, where he became Spencer's legal guardian. A new school and new structure helped Spencer thrive in the classroom and on the field. Sports gave him purpose, kind of a break from the grind of life. The accolades and the pats on the back and being part of the family of a team, he gravitated towards that. In 2017, Spencer achieved a childhood dream when the 6'6 tight end committed to play football for the Oregon Ducks. It was my dream school. Um, ever since I was a young boy, I've always wanted to go be a duck, and now I have the opportunity to. Now takes a shot downfield. It's caught inside the five by Webb, and he's in. Touchdown, Oregon. McCullough went up and made a play on the football. I think for him, it was kind of like, okay, I've kind of grown up. I've had my, like, early struggles. Like, now I'm ready to see if I can go to the next level and be really successful. Spencer and the team were preparing for the upcoming season in the summer of 2022. He had recently changed his jersey number from 18 back to four, and the fifth-year junior was just a few credits shy of graduating. On July 13th, the Ducks spent the morning doing a team-building exercise. It was about being grateful. Spent some time talking about the topic of grateful and, and how each one of us are, you know, in a unique place, um, but not only credit to ourselves, but because of other people. And I don't think there's any person that embodied that more than Spencer. A few hours later, Spencer and some friends went to Triangle Lake, a recreation area about an hour from Eugene, known for its rock slides, waterfalls, and cliff jumping. Around 5.30 p.m., his brother Cody received a phone call from former Oregon football coach Mario Cristobal. There's been an accident. Um, Spencer's hit his head. And, um, you know, he said something like, and he didn't make it. It was just the worst news you could ever hear. At approximately 2.30 p.m., according to the police report, Spencer Webb was climbing a rock formation when he slipped, falling into the water and hitting his head. The 22-year-old was pronounced dead a half hour later. And you're just immediately heartbroken because you realize where Spencer was trending headed the right direction, he was doing things right. I've never really experienced losing someone close to me. 
Um, and Spencer was that first person. Like, I was still waiting for Spence to call me, text me. Just a few days after Spencer's death, the Ducks wrapped up their summer program. But on their last day of conditioning, they did something to honor their teammate in a place that shares his name. We talked about doing a climb all summer, and as we sat there after this moment, it felt only fitting that the place we climb is Spencer's Butte. We could have just all been done with the workout and went home our separate ways, but this is like we were building a connection with each other, growing as a team. It needs to be a life that's remembered. As long as I'm the head coach here, we are always going to climb Spencer's Butte as our last day of summer training. You just really appreciate that something you care so much about, others do too. And to think that he was able to find his way to a level of this magnitude is just really special and you're like proud of him. The script is your life. At the end of my life, I want people to be like, he did what he had to do and he fulfilled his dreams. The team has several ways that they are honoring Spencer Webb's life this season. They are leaving his locker untouched and an open chair in the tight ends room. And university officials tell me that he was on pace to graduate this year. He will, in fact, receive his honorary degree from the University of Oregon. When we come back on College Football Live, Alabama lost its first game of the season in a thriller versus Tennessee last week. What will they need to do to bounce back tomorrow against Mississippi State? Getting penalized in, in, in big games 15 against Texas, 17 against Tennessee, both on the road. Both, uh, well, they, they lost against Tennessee. I almost lost against Texas. Get back to uh, Alabama football, being a little bit more disciplined. How about pass defense? Mississippi State passes the football. Can we see some kind of pass defense? That I don't know if you phenomenal. go to a transfer portal midseason because, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the answer is, brother. They, 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 they did. They did. Did y'all see Saban yeah. talking about how his guys saw the eye formation when they faced Tennessee and they didn't know what to do? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> These kids grew up doing seven on sevens and spread. Exactly. Everything was spread, yeah, everything spread out. Exactly. Absolutely. Time out, Coach. Time out. We some want to take Oregon a moment fans, to highlight the cool fans that came out here, man. Yeah, we appreciate you. Of Eugene out here. Bring some friends tomorrow morning. For college game day, bright and early. No, not that? bright and early. Yeah, dark. Right. Exactly. <laughs> dark 30. <laughs> what is the Vikings mascot doing here? I have no idea. Do, what the do heck? The, do the, do the Thanks for hanging out with us here yeah. on College Football Live. College game day comes your way 9 Eastern, right, 6 right, a.m. Right. Pacific. Duck, watch out, man. Duck is here,